0: One of the differences between ego mind and sat mind is that ego mind tends to be rigid, whereas sat mind is flexible. And I think one of the most essential virtues of a sat yogi is to have a very highly developed capacity for flexibility. And this is taught in all the traditions, of course, with all the metaphors that the tree that can bend in the wind will survive, whereas the rigid structure will collapse. Even architects know that now. They build buildings to survive earthquakes that have a flexible, movable base. But because we're living in a time of radical uncertainty, our flexibility has to become radical. Our ability to move with each shift in the environment, in the situation, in the energy field, in order to be karmically accurate, has to be highly, highly attuned to each present moment. And if we depend on plans that we made in the past and stick to them after they have become obsolete, and no longer serve us, and we don't recognize that point at which we must branch off to deal with a new circumstance, then there will be a failure, a stress point that will not be able to deal with the new stresses, new demands, new challenges that reality now faces us with at that moment. And this is the, the key lesson that we have to learn to survive as human beings, to survive emotionally, psychologically, and even physically, but even more so to survive as yogis with our connection to the supreme intact and not cut by some shock or some frustration or some sense of lostness or confusion. So a yogi should never be confused. And never be at a loss for how to move in the world. Because our movement is not based on some plan that was developed in the past, but is based on an accurate assessment and an intuitive knowing of what is the right way to proceed in any given moment that serves the whole. And is no longer based on egocentricity or on trying to achieve some very fixed point but to be able to flower around the obstacles, to flow around the rocks as water does in a stream, and to always be able to keep the ultimate compass of true north present, but know that there are many ways for the river to wind to the sea and not to be stuck in a single channel. And when we have that kind of flexibility, then no obstacles will overcome us. There will always be a creative solution to every problem. But that flexibility requires a great deal of humility and of refusal to project onto the world the the bad object that most egos carry inside. As soon as there's a frustration or a change that wasn't planned, then, then usually that frustration brings a projection of antagonism onto someone or something in the environment. And then we lose our clear-headedness, and the sattvic consciousness reduces into a tamasic consciousness. And, and then we try to solve things without our intelligence being able to accurately assess what must be done. And so there is a question. Are we developing that flexibility? Are we working toward that? Are we recognizing the need for it? Are we using our practice, our sadhana, in order to enhance that flexibility and that growth, always in service of God and in service of love and in service of bringing new harmony to the world, new awakening to all the souls of the world, because we are here as bodhisattvas, and our purpose is to awaken, to awaken the self and then to awaken the self in all beings and to, through that act, enable nature to restore her creation to its pristine purity and beauty and infinite majesty of diversity. And by that kind of egoless action that is always flexible and always moving according to what is the need of the moment, then the potentialities of a situation are synergized. And latent capacities of the whole energy field can be drawn out to their highest use. In the same way that in biodynamic farming we work with those latent capacities of the soil, through the recognition of those fundamental elements and powers, capacities that the land will give to us if we are in a reverent, holy space and we are wholly devoted to the bringing of new life up through the ground and to serving nature, not trying to control or boss it from some egoic place, but becoming part, a humble part of the ecosystem once more, and serving the whole, rather than dominating it. And that humility, combined with the flexibility and the sacredness of our task, will bring success.